Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering season one, episode seven of Russian Doll on Netflix, The Way Out. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher, re-watching Russian Doll and loving every second of it. Uh, who am I re-watching it with? I'm re-watching it with a former student of mine, Kurt, and my co-host, Kurt, is here with me tonight, today, this morning, whenever you're listening to this. Kurt, hello. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a good morning, evening, and or night. Yes, I say Andorra because the, the line between afternoon and night has always been a confusing one to me. <laughs> I feel like that's my yeah, that, area. That does make some sense. Yes, but I, and I totally switched up the order of how I said everything in that opening, so I threw myself off. I hope it didn't throw you off too much. You seem to recover nicely. Yeah, uh, but uh, uh, off track. <laughs> okay. I, maybe maybe I spoke too soon. That, that, I've thrown you off now. Anyway, let's get right down to brass tacks here. I need to guess your rating now. Hmm. You gave the last episode reflection a 10 out of 10, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yes. Okay. All right. This episode is by far the darkest that we've seen russian doll so far in fact i'm gonna have trouble coming up with my funniest lines of the episode here i already know what mines are <laughs> okay <laughs> oh that's good but this same. is this is by far the darkest episode of russian doll that we've seen we do get quite a bit of flashback you get to meet nadia's mother lenora for the first time you could see young nadia quite a bit young ruth a little bit your predictions were way off. We'll talk about that later. I think that you kind of missed the levity of the first six episodes. And although this is, I think you do like this episode. I don't think you like as much as last week. So I think you gave it a nine. Spot on nine. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what did you wait? What do you mean by what does levity mean? Uh, humor, like lightness. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I I thought I thought you were saying I missed something. Like, I, like as in I didn't comprehend it. Like, yeah, you probably missed the no. levity of this episode. I'm like, oh, and no, I don't mean that something. you you didn't okay. overlook anything. I it's just not okay. there. It's yeah, just... I, I'm just I'm just missing something. As in, yes. not that I'm missing it, but as in that I'm missing it like emotionally, not missing it as in. Missing it, missing Cor it. Correct. I shouldn't be using the word that I'm trying to describe the other meaning to be missing <laughs> it. So, yeah, yes. Nah. Yeah. So I, 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 was I right about that? Did you miss the yeah. humor? Kind of. It, it's not just the humor. I, I wouldn't have mind if there was no humor. Um, yeah. I do miss it, but it's just, um, it's not as many answers as I want. I feel like this is a lot of a setup episode. Uh, they put a oh, lot yeah. more uh, questions. They did they give some answers, but like mm -hmm. it feels like more questions than answers. Because like, okay, people are disappearing. Why people like now people are disappearing? Um, Nadia gives a bit of an explanation, but I don't know if it's even the right explanation. Right. So I don't. I don't <laughs> even like. So I. I. I'm just like. I feel even more lost now in terms of like. I don't. I don't know what the. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know lost. Lost is on Thursday. Don't feel lost now. Yeah. Okay. So. Huh. <laughs> anyway but so it seems as though we have two characters here our two main characters who are coming down on opposite sides of this fence where nadia is seeing this very clinically and like a, a bug in the code alan is seeing this as uh, more of a, a punishment for moral wrongdoing 
So do, do you There's, think either one of them is more right than the other? I mean, probably Nadia, if I decide with okay. someone. But mm-hmm. um, but I'm confused. Here's the thing, when she talks about, when she kind of makes the analogy of the unit test, right? Mm-hmm. Like, which is, which is an actual... Yeah, you're going to have to explain that whole scene to me, okay? So I don't, I don't, but... <laughs> I don't remember all the, too much. I just remember, like, her talking about, it's bringing up a unit test. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is an actual thing. But, like, <laughs> the... Basically, she says, like, oh, yeah, we got to test this this bug, right? The supermarket yeah. thing. And yeah. just kind of, like, see if we can fix it by testing it. And then... Yeah. But her her way of test I, I maybe I'm misremembering or misunderstood it, but I thought her way she explained of testing it is, if we die and reset, we know yeah. that didn't work. But then I'm like, but how right. do you know when it works though? Yeah, exactly. Because if you die, you'll <laughs> just be dead. Yeah. Like it doesn't like yep. this doesn't work, right? So you, basically, you have to always pretend like it worked, and yeah. then only when you die and come back, you go, oh, wait, no, it didn't work. So it's like. Yes. You can't, you can't just like kill yourself. So what if it worked? Like, that's the whole right. issue. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so this is, and that's one of the reasons why I tend to come down more on Alan's side of the fence yeah, here. That, that's just a big but, hole for me and Ruth. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Nadia was that she, um, she didn't seem to, she, she seemed to ignore the part of you have to die to test it. Right. By the way, it sounds like she, made, so the, the way to me, she outlined it sounds like she has to die to test it. And then, yes. Well, that ruins it then because you, you, you can't. Do that. Yeah, you unless the goal it. is to just be peacefully dead, like that. No, like that could be true. the goal. No, that yeah, no, you're right. Actually, never mind. Yeah, that would. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. then then her way does work if it's just to just to get just to get out of this. Right. Gotta get true. up. Gotta get out. Gotta the get out, out before the morning comes. Anyway, all right. So I just so you, for reference here, I gave this episode a ten. I love this episode, but that's because I'm really macabre to begin with. So. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of sadness in this episode. There's a lot of sadness. It's like, My predictions, uh, Mr. Sal, yes. are also a sad thing to behold. But oh, not quite. boy, your predictions. Not quite. Not quite, though. I'll, I can defend them. I had All the right, motherly so defend, vibes. The, okay, defend. We will see Alan's mother in this episode. Yeah, because I, I just got the motherly vibes, and yeah. I just thought the wrong person. Because they're always together in the same scenes and stuff. I just got it from the wrong person. It, 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 so, it was Nadia's mother. It was, yes, the wrong mother. Wrong okay. mother. All That's right. all that was. <laughs> All right. I got motherly vibes. Like, oh yeah, we've seen Alice's mother before. We're seeing Alice's mother. Wrong way around, right? We're getting we're getting Nadia's okay. mother. Uh, I'll so give you fifty fifty percent credit for that one. You still fail. Okay, and then <laughs> is that we tell uh, your students? You go. You know what? Yeah. Good point. You still fail, but I'll give you, give you some back. No, that's not what I tell my students. Um, I uh, you said one or both will be trapped in the loop. I guess we still need to let yeah, that play out. Know. So, yeah. And then one more scene of Ferran. Well, there were no uh, scenes of Ferran in this episode. Yeah. I'm, 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 so, I, on that, I'm, I'm really bullish on the fact that these disappeared people will come back. That's, that's, a, that's, oh, that's really? That's, that's how I have to take Well, that's how I have to take it if I want to get Ferran again, unless we get a flashback of him. Oh, I see what you're but, saying. Okay. If we want to so see you're... Ferran, and he's disappeared. I'm, yes. I'm going to just say, so, so I'm doubling down the Ferran thing. Disappeared people come back, doubling down. All of them, though. they can come back. I don't know, oh, okay, but they can come back. That's the only way I can see Ferran, at least in present time, perhaps. So. Okay, but whether right. it's come back or we just are able to see them again or something to that nature, perhaps they never actually left. And these two yeah. are the ones that left, who knows? But yeah, yeah. So, uh, this is also to me is the creepiest episode of Russian Doll, definitely. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I 
have to keep a light on when I watch this episode. This is this is scary. I think got lots of mouth bleeding and the 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 big bassy sounds whenever she sees her younger self. Yeah, that's too much for me. But uh, I love it. Yeah, she keeps dying when she sees herself. That is like not a not a healthy um, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's yeah. a, a good omen, right? <laughs> but, well, and and I think that the end of this the end of this episode seems to kind of invalidate her theory that it's a bug in the code i think okay you know th- th- do you know what i mean by the end of this episode well young i know nadia. what happens at the end but i don't know yeah. what you mean by something in the code so or, yeah young nadia young nadia says are you ready to let her die to to nadia yes. and nadia nods this is too many nods oh my god so <laughs> nadia nods at young nadia so yeah it, it's uh it seems as though the message here is that Nadia has to let go of something. Are you ready to let her die? Who is her? I I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, I do know. Do, do you have a guess as to her, who her is? You've confused me now. Who is her? I'm asking, I'm not going to give it away, but I'm asking if you have a guess as to who oh, her you mean, is. No, I'm saying, well, who do you mean? Oh, you're talking about when, like, yeah, you're not going to get it. her. I mean, yes. My original thought is the mother, but now you've made me. Well, now you've. <laughs> you asking me? No, but I think you try. I think you're trying to get in my head, though. Yeah, I think. I think well, I did, but mother. I didn't know who your original thought was. I the mother. I forgot, okay. I, I, forget, I keep forgetting her name, but Nadia's mother. Lenora. Lenora, thank you. Okay, so you think that young Nadia is asking old Nadia, "Are you ready to let your mother go?" Yeah. Why do you think that? Well, because the way not. I, mean, I, 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 I think. Yeah, I think this. Show your work. Well, <laughs> because well, earlier, uh, Nadia kind of does like tries to reveal truth. Like I, I, she feels somewhat responsible for her own mother's death. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying, you know, oh, I, you know, I, I said I wanted. I told the social worker to let me live with you, and then Bruce kind of goes, no, that's not it. At least that's not the events how I recall them. But in either case. Mm-hmm. Bonnie felt like she didn't want to live with her mother anymore, and that yeah, that, like, I mean, within a year her mother died. Lenora. Yeah, but, I mean it's even more extreme than that. She tells Alan that she did something unforgivable, mm-hmm. like that yes. what what she did, and then she the first thing she says to Ruth is, "I killed her." Yeah. So so I mean she's she bears a lot of guilt over her mother's death. We don't actually we actually don't even know how her mother died. Do we not know? Do you know? I have an idea, but what, I, I, think wonder, we, I, I think uh, we find out, but I, I don't remember for here, sure. Here's, here's something that gets me, is this glass shard that's in Ruth's throat at the end. Nadia's throat. Nadia. Well, I keep calling her Ruth. Her name is Nadia. <laughs> you're right, yes. In Nadia's throat. And yeah. this to me is like a prim- like I feel like this will be noteworthy, like some, some of this glass. Because then we see the flashback of... Um, Lenora breaking glass, or at least mm-hmm. breaking portraits that's glass shards coming out. And so I wonder if her, it's going to be her mother's death and somehow it's related to like a glass shard in the throat or something, or like gotcha. glass or something. Well, and let's Which, not forget that last episode, Ruth told the story about how she came into the house and all the mirrors were, had been broken uh, and that Nadia had glass in her hair. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Try glass, you know. 
eat some glass that that could be a, an insult oh that, that's 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 a terrible thing to say to somebody but what's the other finale is i mean this this series could be a really good finale it could be really bad i mean i really have no idea how this finale can go i i really don't even have many predictions like i i've already made the predictions i think well i'll stick with uh, okay. i just doubled it. the only real new prediction i have to, unless you have an idea that i'm not thinking of to predict for is there's a way that these people could come back that it's weird okay so that's why right. i'm so uh, oh, let me write that down actually because that that's a pretty big prediction that's a bold either, prediction right either either I, I should specify either there's a way they come back basically they'll still be experiencing like present time however they feel present time whether it's that they come back or that alan and nadia are the ones that are gone and they come back but like basically we'll see gotcha. them living present time again i got I, I don't want to right you, well, you get, you get the spirit of what I'm saying. Yes, I do. So, like, the, there won't be just Max at the party. Yes, yes, yes. Or like, gotcha. it'd be like some like the next day, and like Max will have other people at the party. But speaking gotcha. of Max, yes, Max is the comedy. Is what I basically wrote for this episode. Uh, she like she is yes, Lizzie a bit, but mostly Max in my opinion. Yes, it's like so. I mean, she has like two comedic lines. I mean, I'll I'll take one. You you say one, and I'll pick the other one. No, I I, I didn't write down Max's lines. Really? I didn't think should, Max definitely was the comedy in this episode. But there's one thing that I thought was funnier than anything Max did. Well, I'm not very intrigued by. Uh, okay. Well, tell me your Max line that, that you think, or or both. There's two. Yeah, both. I'll tell you both then. Which is um, first time she learns that she has a fire escape. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. it really increases that Airbnb value. It's like, huh? Yeah. I don't know why I, yeah. I really like that. And then second one yeah. is when she's dancing alone. And then it's like it's like the typical line that you've heard everyone in their life say. You've probably said it before, but like not trying to like goes like where is everyone? Like where's the party? And Max just goes, I am yeah. the party. And like <laughs> yeah. that like that. Like, oh yeah. It. So I first of all, I've <laughs> never I've never said that. Not, not to not to my recollection. Maybe I have, but I, I have not, I don't remember ever saying that. But second of all, I actually thought that line was creepier than funnier no, I I, that like was funny. that that scene to me creeps me out as much if not more than seeing young nadia no i thought that was really funny oh uh, i was like that's, oh that's man funny. maybe it's because yeah. that's just not like like oh, which, it's, it's basically the rationale it's like um they, i don't get to it but they'll do tests with people's brains who's who's i don't know what the name of the procedure is but it's when you get like the left side and the right side of your brain cut in twain they're not like connected anymore and they might uh-huh. do it because it, it's a solution to some like seizure issues people that like get caused other issues so they'll just cut your brain in half so you have two halves of a brain that are not connected wow and like the resulting feature from this can be super unique because you're basically it's almost like having not two people in one head but almost like they can your hands can work independently the opposite brains work with the other hands but like you'll get things where if you have something on the left side of your body handed to your right side of your body you'll you'll come up with a fic they'll come up with a fictitious way of how this object handed like ended up in their right hand but that's because wow. that side of the brain is just making it up because it doesn't know how it got there it's just making something wow. up, right and it's like this and so the way the way whenever um especially she's usually to max but whenever uh she talks to max even before this when it's like things that, like the fish or whatever like you know yeah. talking about the things that have happened max just kind of reasons it away like oh no that's fine that that's normal right as it reminds yeah. me of it was just her like saying oh yeah that's no, fine that's that's how it's interesting be. interesting can they move their eyes independently of one another I don't know if they move their eyes. I know stuff with like their hands. But, like, 
That's interesting. You, you look it up huh. to the stuff. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff with it, though. It's like, okay. yeah. All right, that's cool. So uh, the the most the funniest thing in this episode to me is Nadia's protective gear when when she shows up at the <laughs> oh yeah the restaurant super funny. She's got, like, the, the the goalie helmet on and like uh, it's, it's it was, yeah that that is actually yeah, yeah. that is really funny because I remember yeah because you see Alan with like a helmet. Yeah, it's like you just got a helmet on, right? But yeah. Nadia's yeah. like going full out, like no, I got like yeah. she's gonna like the stick, I think, too. Just kind of yeah, she's got, stick. At least she 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 looked like a hockey goalie. It was yeah. hysterical. I thought it was funny. Yeah, you know, she's she's like relatively small, it seems, at least since she's usually next to people who are bigger than her on the show. She's a relatively small person, but she's she's got this these giant pads and Goal. She looks like a hockey goalie. It's hysterical. I love it. Yeah, so. so, what did you think of the title here? Eh. The, the way out. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. I. I I'm with you. It's a bit of a bait. I, it's a bit of a bait. Yeah. Right? I agree. And, and I don't think it's. I don't think we. By the end of the episode, it's fully clear what the way out is. So no, I, I don't think. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I. I. I don't love this title. Uh, I do think it's a little misleading. And like I think I like the way that you said it's a bit of a bait. Yeah, it's clickbait. Clickbait. No, clickbait is Mr. Sal. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of different definitions for it, but I I hold the definition of kind of to be of clickbait. Like getting you to click on something is not clickbait. Clickbait is when you can't follow up on your promise. Okay, so if you say something alluring that makes me click on it, right? Yeah. If you follow, if you follow up on it, or if you meet my expectations, that's not clickbait. Yeah. Because that was, you know, you you followed up right. on it. But if you, you yeah. know, if you hype something up and there's no follow through, yeah. that's clickbait. So, I agree. That sounds that sounds like a reasonable definition. So yeah. Anyway, so this is clickbait. All right. Go on. Okay. All right. Are you ready to go back in time to 1991? Uh, it was a good time, 1991. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So for just for reference, Nadia would be about eight here. So this is about eight-year-old Nadia. We know that she's 36 now. We know that this is set in 2019. So doing the math backwards, she'd be about eight years old. Okay. So now, uh, uh, probably not quite. She's probably actually seven because her birthday seems to be in the winter here. Uh, oh. Well, maybe not. If, if her birthday's in January or February or something, that's kind of hard maybe to call. she is eight. Yeah, we'll say she's eight because it's more likely with a winter birthday that it would be uh, January or February than it would be December. So we will say that she's eight years old. And while illegally parked, Nadia's mom, who her name is Lenora, uh, comes back to the car with two watermelons. I mean, double parking in New York City, at least when I was there when I was younger, it's like... Mm-hmm. It's pretty common, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> the double park. Not as you yeah. but if you're just running into some place, yeah, people double park. Yeah. <laughs> Got yeah. places to do. Got things to do. Mm-hmm. And it's going behind the not, wheel. Well, yeah, I guess so. Nadia, eight-year-old Nadia. So <laughs> but uh not speaking of eight-year-old Nadia, she would like to go home. She asks if they can go home now, but her mom says, No, not a chance, because she has a good feeling about another deli and we don't know what this is all about we don't know what this good feeling is or what she's looking for or what they're they, they seem to be on like a scavenger hunt or something but she says to nadia this is it nadia this is the day we get free so 
Anything you want to say about that flashback? No. Not okay. a flashback. This, this feels like lost now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this episode this this episode does feel like lost, doesn't it? Because yeah, no, I don't know I've been asked about that question. Nobody <laughs> asking you yeah, anything on that flashback. <laughs> right, That's right. All right. We start iteration number 19 in Alan's apartment here. Alan is convinced that his suicide means that he's dead and therefore that Nadia is dead as well. But Nadia says, no, 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 that's, it's not, that's not it. I'm alive. We're not dead. And in fact, I have a theory because we met, or I, we saw each other on that first night and she thought about helping him, but she didn't. And he was too drunk to help her. And so she believes the loop started because we didn't help the other person. What do you think of that theory? It's a theory. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it's the reason why, maybe. Maybe something happened and they didn't notice, like Horse did something. I don't know. Maybe like something. I don't know if the mm-hmm. Horse was even there. Maybe, maybe. I don't think Horse was there originally. Horse was in the first iteration. He was? Nadia, okay. said, Nadia yells across the street to him, hey, do I know you? and yeah yeah i know he's there but he's not a he's not in the the deli no he's not there he's he's there when uh nadia remembers alan was there but Mm -hmm. he he was not there like the first iteration those three guys were there and i wonder maybe those three guys maybe they have something to do with it who knows but i don't think this is it but um oh yeah it could be the reasoning she shouldn't have messed with them and and yeah 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 but but yeah i i don't know that I don't know how I feel about this theory because to me, I feel like how was Alan supposed to know when he got drunk that he shouldn't be getting drunk because he's going to have to help somebody not get hit by a car later. Do you know what I mean? And what was Nadia actually going to do to help Alan? Well, she said she felt like she should help. I don't know. Maybe like just help give him a place to sleep. If he's super drunk, I don't know. Just watch over him. If he's super intoxicated, you know? Yeah. All right. But I, I don't think that anything that they did was very unreasonable in the first iteration. So I, I, I'm not sure how I feel about this theory, but that, this is the theory they're going with anyway. And, and Alan latches right onto it and he says, see, this is a moral issue and we're being punished. But Nadia thinks it's like a bug in the code that needs to be fixed. And she tries to prove her theory by slicing into a rotten orange. So this is interesting. So she talks about morality and time being relative. And now we know this orange looks rotted. I mean, it's very gray and moldy. But when she slices into it, it's perfect on the inside. And so she uses this as a testament to the fact that somewhere linear time as they knew it still exists. So did you understand this at all? Not really. I yeah, understood like either. the analogy of code, but I was like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know how she knew the fruit was going to be good on the inside, right? But I no, had I no either. idea, or if she even knew that, or if she just cut it open and went like, "This is proof." Like no matter how she opened it, like this is proof. Temp's yeah. still going. See, it's all rotten inside. Like yeah. I, I have well, no my idea. guess is, my guess is she had a theory that it would be perfect on the inside. Uh, it's a cool visual, by the way. I do like seeing the, the gray mm-hmm. orange peel with the perfect orange on the inside. But I, I, I did make a note. Yeah, that, uh, I wish this was an apple. Oh, why? To be like, like, like you know, food and knowledge kind of type of thing, like that whole like oh. Adam and Eve thing, right? Apple eating knowledge. Yes. And so like she's chopping up open an apple, but the apple won't look as nice fresh than an orange, so right? Like, or whatever, like it won't look as cool. But yeah, it's all like symbolically, like, oh, that'd be kind of cool if it was like a fresh apple on the inside. Yeah, it's apple Apples. Knowledge. 
apples are a far superior fruit anyway. Yeah, I know. I do sliced apples with some pepper and salt. Mm, that sounds delicious. I've never <laughs> yeah, had them with pepper and salt, but it yeah, sounds good. It's something I've had since I was a kid. I do enjoy it. Um, but yeah, no, there's that. And um, the analogy is cool too. I like I like the coding <laughs> analogy. I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to explain it all? But like, it, yeah, I guess, so, I guess so go ahead and explain that. I, I guess I, here, I'll, I'll do a different analogy to the similarity of it. So she says it's saying as a bug in the code, it crashing is a symptom of the bug in the code, right? The reason it's crashing, your code is crashing, is because you have a bug in the code. It's like when you get sick, right? You get like a fever, not because you just get a fever. You're getting the fever because it's a symptom of you getting sick. It's because you have that like pathogen in you, right? Yes. That's why you're getting the fever, and that's why your code crashes. A unit testing, which she she starts talking about, is like, um, so you want my is basically a unit testing is you want to figure out. So instead, of, like, if I'm getting something that's crashing, okay, let's say let's say I've made like a, well, I don't know, I'm making like a phone, right? I'm trying to make an entire phone like that can run an entire phone, so I can make call, I can do everything on it, but it starts crashing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's crashing, right? It starts crashing every time I launch it. So like. You want to isolate what's causing it to crash. Maybe it turns out the calculator app is crashing, right? I figured out like, okay. oh, when it turns on. So you want to isolate what's causing it to crash and and run that in isolation and change it up a bit. Keep changing it up, right? And you, it, basically, you want to get down to as granularity as possible as to what is crashing. So maybe in the calculator app, the number nine is that nine buttons making it crash. Okay, then what's going to keep going further and further with what's causing it to crash, and then. You start changing it until it doesn't crash anymore, and then you go back to like the big picture, and then oh, it's not crashing anymore. Okay, we're good. So it's like basically, unit testing, right. you want to get smaller. I, I, you can do it in all sorts of things like chemistry. You can. Yeah, I mean, this, this is the scientific process. This is what it, it is. is. Yeah, so you, it basically is yeah. like the scientific process. You, you change know, one variable at a time, but yes. then you see what the results are. But it, it's this is a little different because it's a life. It's a life. <laughs> and, That's, yeah, and the unit test is death and that's scary that 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 like you've you've said it already that it, it it's oh. it's this didn't make a lot of sense to me but go ahead nadia nadia's got a big brain play here mr sal i've got it okay you use al as your test subject if you die uh-huh. at the same time if you kill al and you don't die yeah you're golden oh ah <laughs> so that's you think plan. there may be something a little more nefarious going so, on so here. I didn't think, I, I I mean, not until just now. I will say, though, uh, Alan did call Nadia the most selfish person uh, he knows, kind of in a, in a, in like a light, oh. you know, almost like a, like a, like a bonding way. But he does say, it, Alan, you know, you're the most selfish, selfish person I know. So maybe, maybe so do you think Alan is making that same play? <laughs> I don't think anyone's making that play, but uh, oh, you know. I'm a, I, I don't, I don't, but I would, what? I would respect it. I just, I just oh, thought of I it. See. I just thought of it. That, that, then that would be valid way to you to test this. That if you come back as Nadia and kind of like pretend, like they'll somehow cause Alan's death and see if you yeah. die as well, which is why they should have tested. You know, do if if I forcibly kill one, does the other die? Uh, but yeah, if that if that happens, well, they're gonna. Working. That's gonna be confirmed. In this episode, that yeah. when one dies, the other one dies as well. Yeah, We're people have like that. organ failure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, so yeah, that's fair. But, but so yeah. not yet. So interesting. But do you, know, right. do you think it's a valid way of testing it, though, Mr. Sal? Morality aside, it's just like you know, 
do I know? I, I mean, it's a valid test. Yes. But I, 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 th- there's some serious moral questions there. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that's right. Morality aside. That would work. And the other thing is, what if it doesn't work? There's a lot of risk there because if, if, if the, the bug is still there, then the person you just killed knows what uh, your why, plan is. Yeah. Well, that, that's why you gotta, you gotta do it like accidentally somehow. You gotta like, you got you to come up with a lot of ways to kill them so they don't like maybe poison them one time, maybe another time you do this. And you got to like, you got to, you got to mix <laughs> things up. You got to keep things fresh and you got to, oh. you got to make sure they don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe that's why they keep, oh my goodness. <laughs> so Alan's getting like or some sort of organ failure. He said liver or kidney. I wonder if he is getting poisoned by Nadia. Yes, <laughs> she's trying to get no. I don't actually think so. I don't think he's. And that triggers the asthma attack or heart yeah, attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. It's not not like she's just dying and happens to see herself. But that's not like a connection. Really, it's that she's poisoned Alan and that. Oh. That's her. I don't. I don't think that's the case though. But it, yeah, but I would think that okay. that would. I would like that as an ending though. If it turned out that one of them started using the other one as a tough subject, and then boom like they figured it out because the one died and they didn't they go, okay i'm good to go like let's live this thing well, out it's very interesting because all right should i tell you this now or later hmm do you know the title of the next episode i do not okay all right let's stick a pin in this but remember <laughs> this conversation that we just had if you can when we we talk about the title of the next episode unless you want to talk about the title right now we can talk about it now, I guess. All right, we'll talk about it right now. So the next episode is called Ariadne. I don't know that and at all. Yeah. It's it's a it's a Greek it's from Greek mythology. Uh, it's the, it's the story of Theseus in the maze with the Minotaur. I don't actually know the story. Okay, so how um, I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you the broad strokes of the Greek myth. <laughs> yeah no i don't want to do this right now this is gonna okay. this is interrupting this episode we'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the episode but Got but it. try to remember this idea that you just came up with the idea that nadia is using alan maybe vice versa as well but nadia using mm-hmm. alan as guinea pig okay you got a reminder yeah okay okay yeah all right so they decide that they need to get to the deli and they need to to restart or reprogram the code or whatever at the deli on that first night and on the way there nadia sees her eight-year-old self and has a heart attack i mean we don't know if seeing her eight-year-old self gives her a heart attack but it does seem to every time she dies in this episode coincide with her seeing her eight-year-old self so she resets and to iteration number 20 in Max's apartment. And this time, I don't know if you noticed this, but it's always been two people coming into the bathroom as she leaves. And yeah, this time I it's did. only one. Yeah, I did notice this. Yeah. Okay. And there are clearly fewer people at the party. Mm-hmm. And Nadia wants Lizzie and Max to go with her because people are disappearing. She recognizes people are disappearing. I don't want Lizzie and Max, or Max to disappear. So you two come with me. And so they, they do, they all go, they go out the fire escape, but on the street, she again sees her eight-year-old self and again, she dies this time, seemingly of an asthma attack. All right. Anything about that iteration? Uh, no, nothing, nothing noteworthy uh, there. I, I, I'm surprised she thought by bringing them along, it would prevent them from 
disappearing. I, I don't know what um proves that really. But yeah, anyway. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure why she had that idea either. So when she resets, she's now in iteration number 21. And this time she leaves the bathroom and no one's at the door. There are very few people in the party. And she just grabs Max and Lizzie again. She, I'm no, no preamble at all. Just come on, we're going to the deli. But I don't need anything from the deli. It doesn't matter. We're going anyway. Uh, this time there's no kid on the street. So she's feeling pretty good about this. She doesn't see her younger self, except in flashback, which let's get into that. So this time she's flashing back. They're still in the car. And this time the car is full of melons. I mean, it's loaded. The deli clerk has two more melons that Lenora tells him to put in the car, which seems full, but she opens the trunk and she is getting rid of all these winter clothes. She says she's not spending another winter in New York city. And, uh, the guy, the deli clerk, seems worried for Nadia. He's so much so that he asks Nadia, are you okay? This that guy's out of line. Him. Yeah, this guy's out of line. This guy's what? out of line. This guy really? is out of line. No, he's not, he's not. He's not out of line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. But this guy is out of line, I tell you that. Okay. This guy's out of line. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's certainly what Lenora thinks that this guy's out of line. And she, she tells Nadia, actually, you know what? Go tell his boss what he did. <laughs> what? Like, was like worst nightmare. This is like Lenora. Lenora's like a, uh, I mean, I guess, uh, Lenora's, Lenora's what us modern, like the, the modern generation would call Karen, which is kind of unfortunate. The name Karen has become that, but eh. Really? Yes. Do you know? Explain. Do you know what that is? Do you know what? Do you know what no. a Karen is? No. Really? You never heard that? No. Uh, basically, people that are um, anyone, uh, it's typically there. It can be a male Karen as well, but it's like okay. uh, anyone that's kind of mean, almost mean to customer service, and almost expects to get their way, or something very oh. minor, or they expect more than they should get. So, like for example, if someone went and um. Let's say someone went to like I don't know, uh, a cashier closed right before they were going to go up in line next, and they got mad yes. about it. That's like a Karen thing to get mad about. Like they started, well, I thought, okay. let me talk to your manager or something. Basically, so goes, let yeah. me talk to your manager. Could be a Karen yeah. possibility occurring here. Now I don't know why the name Karen has been hijacked. For yeah, this, I was gonna say where does this come very, from? This, I think it must come from something. It probably does, but that's. Yeah, like if you, if you look up Karen videos, Mr. Salmon, you can look it up right huh. now. You will see it is just a bunch of compilations of like videos of people seeming like typically needlessly outraged. Maybe you'll agree yeah. with them, but I think the the whole point is that they're getting me, outraged. Are you calling me? Are you calling me a Karen? No, no, no. I'm saying that the, <laughs> the say that the, you said the people you said. You might agree with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, you might. I mean, maybe you will. I mean, maybe in that case, you might be a Karen. Maybe the person who oh. uploaded it's wrong, though. But you could be a Karen, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so, uh, I'm not going to do that right now, but I might check it out later. But that is unfortunate. Yeah. I feel bad for people who are actually named Karen. I do, too. Because <laughs> the name has now changed. Like, I, there you go. At That's least, at least for, like, at least for, like, Gen Z and yeah, there we go. So. Oh man, surprised you, you never heard that. Okay. No, I haven't. I haven't. But she also says to Nadia, "Don't ever let them tear us apart." Okay, and this is 
something that obviously sticks with Nadia. Don't ever let them tear us apart because this is the guilt that she's living with. She feels as though she was the instrument that was used to tear them apart. And this, that's why I, I believe that's why she's having this memory right now. So, all right. So at the deli, Nadia and Alan finally meet up. Ferran is not there. He's gone. But Nadia sees eight-year-old Nadia in the back. And she goes right up to her this time. She's crying. The eight-year-old version of herself bleeds from the mouth. Adult Nadia bleeds from the nose. And they die again. But as she's dying this time, Alan recognizes that he is also dying. And he says, we can't keep doing this. You have to meet me at my place next time. And that's the end of that iteration. But not anything you want to say before I get to this next flashback? Uh, the the last flashback, I, this isn't really anything too noteworthy. But something I, uh, just noteworthy is um, when, when her mother returns to the car, outraged mm-hmm. about the... With this this guy that's out of line, right? He's out mm-hmm. of line. Uh, Nadia almost like instinctively goes like, "He's wrong. You're right." Like in the most like oh, generic yeah. way ever, like, "He's yes. wrong. You're right, mom." And she's like, "Oh, yes. thank you." So she's like, "Oh, thank you so much." Yes, so right. In right. fact, go tell his boss because that guy's out of line. Yeah. <laughs> so is Nadia indoctrinated where she actually believes that, or is Nadia just appeasing her mother because it she seems knows- like. I think she's just appeasing her. Yeah. Just because um, what she says she'll later do as a kid, like mm-hmm. I guess she'll make that decision rather soon. That uh, she's probably not. She's probably just just knows it'll work and just knows it's what she. If she knows that's what she just has to say. That's just like mm-hmm. what you say here. Mm-hmm. I don't think she believes it. But right. She hesitates uh, my, to go report. Now, now, my assumption here, and tell me if you think differently, is that all the flashbacks we're seeing in this episode are on the same day. Me too. That's what I just yeah, assumed okay. as well. Okay. Which I, I think that actually is somewhat important because she says, she starts the episode by saying, Lenora does by saying, this is the day we get free. And I'm wondering if this isn't the day that Nadia got free of her mother. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So on to iteration number 22. By, by the way, before we go into iteration number 22 we do have a flashback but do you think there's any like is there something we're missing that we need to say about why she keeps dying every time she sees herself her younger version of herself i don't know if i can make any sort of correlation i I, I don't know i have nothing i can really point to so my my theory here is that she's getting it wrong and her the younger version of herself is there to kind of kick her back to the start you know you're doing it wrong do it again Again, like a like a master. I, I don't know who Master Yogi is, but this popped into my head. Uh, again, I don't know. <laughs> do it again, again. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, there we go. Yeah, exactly. Is that, that that's how I have always taken this episode as young Nadia just basically hitting the reset button on old Nadia. Okay, okay. bye. But that also implies that there's actually young Nadia is actually there. And I'm also kind of operating under the assumption that this is all the young Nadia stuff, at least, is internal. 
But that's what, uh, that's I, mean, a, I mean, that's what definitely appears because no one else sees young Nadia. Right, right. So uh, there, is there something subconscious in Nadia telling her this isn't the way? This is not the way out. You're doing it wrong. So I don't know. That's, that's something that I think about when I watch this episode. Anyway, uh, back in 1991, they are now in the home. I, I assume this is Lenora's home. And we see young, a younger version of Ruth comes by to try to get Nadia to eat something other than watermelon because Lenora is slicing the hell out of the, all this watermelon. I don't know what she thinks she's going to do with all this watermelon. And it's never explained what the watermelon's for. I guess there is somewhat of a through line here between Nadia slicing into the orange and Lenora slicing into the watermelon. I don't know if there's a a there there, but it seems like there could be. But when Ruth presses Nadia to eat something other than watermelon, Lenora gets very pissed off, leaves the room, and goes into the bathroom and starts smashing stuff. I assume mirrors, but it's something that she's smashing. Okay. Yeah. Anything yeah. about this flashback you want to you want to say? Uh, Any no. Idea? No so, theories about the watermelon. No, not not yet. I, <laughs> I if I'm going to make a prediction, we see a watermelon next episode. But <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So next iteration. This is the creepiest version, I think, of this reset that we have seen to date. There's no door. There are no people. There's no furniture. There's only Max and a couple of area rugs in this empty apartment. They have their whole interaction. I am the party, all that stuff. And then Nadi says, come with me. And Max pretty somberly and quietly says, I can't, which that's the creepiest thing in this episode to me. It's, it's, it seems as though Max is aware of what's happening and actually is prohibited from leaving this apartment yeah that is very true i didn't even think about that yeah that it's so creepy and then nadia turns her back on her i was half half expecting her to turn back around and see young nadia there or something creepy as hell like that yeah (laughs) or yeah or just max gone so it was that this really gave me goosebumps I I was very uncomfy with this scene. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. She's dancing alone. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, there's some humor to it, but it, to me, it's mostly creepy. They've even got the 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 song sounds different because it's in an empty apartment. I don't know <laughs> if you you paid any attention to that, but there is a different uh, audio quality to that song in this iteration because there are no people or furniture in the apartment. I did not notice that, but. Yeah, there's a little more, a little more reverb, echo. It's 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 interesting. Anyway, not Mr. Echo, but audio echo. Anyway, uh, Nadia makes her way to Alan's apartment and tells Alan that she's seeing herself, and that they die. The two of them die whenever she does see herself. She thinks that this girl version of herself is lost. She says things were not good then, and she did something unforgivable. Which, if unless there's something else, I don't view what she did. Even if she did say she wants to live with Ruth, I don't view that as unforgivable. I don't know about you. No, but she might feel that it's unforgivable. Well, she yeah, she definitely does. 
But I don't know. Maybe maybe she's saying something, or she's not telling us something she did. Maybe she had her mom eat glass. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the unforgivable thing that she did was wanting to live with Ruth, or do think you think so. she did something worse? Well, yeah, you know, something worse. We're going. We're going. We're going okay. deeper. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I'll press the button. Something worse. Okay. okay. So which, the, which, so... which I'll work it right now, Michelle. You've put yourself. I've put. You've put me in a in a ultimate position because this is a subjective thing. So, gotcha in the bag. <laughs> okay. What what could be worse than possibly killing your mother? You know, not writing your well, Mother's hold, Day card. Hold on though. Around so card. yeah, right. Sorry. So, uh, my question is. When Nadia refers to something unforgivable, is she referring to wanting to live with Ruth, or is she referring to something else? That oh, that's fair. Okay, yeah. Well, even that, that, I, well, I don't know if we'll ever get like a full. I'll, I'll say something else. I'll say something else. Okay. Final answer. Okay. Boom. So then you, so then you think that we are going to find out something else that Nadia did? I, yeah, I don't think this is the end of seeing young Nadia okay. in the flashbacks this episode. Okay. Gotcha. All right, Alan thinks that they need to make that right the problem is for nadia anyway that her mother is dead but this i apparently gets alan thinking you know maybe we're here to write something wrong that we did wrong to take something that we thought was unforgivable and seek forgiveness and so alan is making a beeline to beatrice's house yeah oh (laughs) sorry a beeline get it oh man yes, that's, why, that's why i enjoyed it but i guess that was completely it. unintended that's the story okay i did not do that on purpose but it worked out pretty nicely so nadia but she begs him to stay you know stay with me but he feels like he needs to go she gets very upset with him so you know, maybe i'll kill myself just to f you over and that's when alan calls her the most selfish person he's ever met but he does say Thank you for changing my life. Lives aren't easy to change. So, you know, this is, he leaves thinking this might be the last time that he sees Nadia. Yeah, he leaves a smile on his face. So He does. And he actually says to Nadia, that might be the last thing that you ever say to me. And I I think that the implication there is he thinks this is going to work. And if they die or when they die, they're not coming back. Or they come back and don't remember each other, maybe. I, that, I guess that's a possibility, too. I guess too. it is seemingly their end goal is just to to die or just get out of the loop. Yeah, maybe, so... Maybe the unit testing will work. Yeah, well, I guess that... Yeah, I guess that does make some some sense. Yeah, so so I think he views this as a final farewell. Mm-hmm. That this is, this is it. You know, either this is going to work... Well, no, this is going to work, and we're going to die, and that's going to be it. So he seems very convinced by this, and that's why he's off to do it. But do you think Nadia is actually as selfish as Alan is painting her? No, because with what she did with horse, horse, the, the horse yeah. stuff like really shows how she. I think deep down she does kind of care about. So there you go. Yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, I have not viewed her as selfish through pretty much this whole thing. You know, I think that the way she treats John could be viewed as selfish initially. But I feel like she keeps trying and trying to make it better for him. Sometimes. It seems like an, 
and every iteration it seems like she is trying to make amends by him uh and 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 then the horse stuff is obviously selfless yeah so i I i don't know that i agree with alan's assessment of nadia here i guess he doesn't know all that he doesn't know a lot of all that stuff but he does know that she just threatened to kill herself just to screw him over yeah Hmm. anyway so we go to b's apartment and alan arrives meanwhile nadia goes to roots i I, I, I just want to put a pin very quickly when alan arrived to beatrice's uh, and he said oh yeah we need to talk i i Mm -hmm. went is Michael still around? Like, did he disappear? And if he disappeared, oh, like, like, is Beatrice just gonna somehow explain away something? Like, is the reasoning gonna change somehow? Like, or is, or is mm. she gonna be like, yeah, you know, we're still a couple. What do you mean? There's no, who's Michael? Like, oh, like, interesting. like, what if Michael disappeared? Basically, uh, yeah. Well, Mike certainly was not at Nadia's party. Yeah, but so did he disappear, or was he just not at the party? Yeah. And so it looks like seems as though. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll figure that out pretty quickly. But yeah, there's just, just a thought right. that went through my head that was like, oh. Right, exactly. Although, it is worth noting here that B was very worried about Alan. She's been trying to get a hold of him yeah. and just hasn't been able to. So, Nadia, meanwhile, goes to Ruth's and Nadia tells her that she killed her mother and then specifies a little more I abandoned her. Uh, Alan meanwhile really opens up to be i mean really tells her that he's been obsessively trying to to beat back failure for years tells her that you know i should have i should have heard you telling me that there was a problem every time you shrunk away from my touch or uh said nothing was wrong but i could tell that there was i should have known there was something wrong uh and you are, you know, our, our minds, our bodies don't lie as well as our minds, basically, is what he's saying. But he says that he's been trying to beat back failure for years. He says, and now I'm stuck with a body that is broken in a world that is literally falling apart and a mind that wants to kill me. And B asks him if he got help. And Alan responds, yeah, I, I, I'd let somebody help me. So this seems to be what Alan views as his revelation that he let somebody help him that he tried to that he kind of accepted finally that he can't beat back failure at every turn that he does need help and the person that he let help him was nadia whether she's selfish or not she helped him whether that was intentional or unintentional so this is this is a a really surprising scene to me to see Alan open up this much to be and be so at peace with it all. Yeah. 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 It, it goes really well. I mean, I mean, it goes even more well. <laughs> oh yeah. When, like, I mean, this is, this is almost like fantasy make-believe. I feel like, like you come in, like, I don't know. Beatrice isn't at all. Like I would be shocked if someone took it this well. Cause you know, I, yeah. I know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- he's, he's like, zen allen this is, this is he's he's like transcended you know pain yeah he doesn't feel yeah like emotional pain anymore he's like it's okay yeah yeah so it, it is interesting but anyway meanwhile back at, at ruth's nadia thinks that she killed her mother because she told the social worker that she wanted to live with ruth instead of her and then 
apparently Lenora was dead within a year after that. But Ruth tries to correct her and tell her that, you know, no, you said exactly what your mom told you to say, which was that you wanted to stay with her. But there was no social worker alive who would ever allow that after what happened. But Nadia makes the ultimate connection here that she doesn't think it matters. It doesn't matter what I said. I wanted to live with you, Ruth. And that's all that matters. So my intention is what mattered there, not my actions. So which, which calls into question, like, what's more important, action or intent? So it, I, it's interesting. I, I thought, I don't know why I thought about this, but before I got married, I, I got married in a Catholic church. Okay. And the priest uh, said to me at the rehearsal, I said, so are we married after the rehearsal? Because you just said all the stuff. He's like, no, it's <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> you look so right. Awesome. I don't. <laughs> yeah. You did the same in front of your wife. Like, yeah, it's so weird. Or I guess you're no, no. Wife. I was, well, I was talking with the priest wife. separately. Yeah. I was talking with the priest separately. It's like, it's, it's, so, yeah, go ahead. I said, this is where you undermine him, right? Because, like, uh, I'm assuming the priest is, yeah, I think you just spoiled, not spoiled him, but you're like, the priest says no. But I like to imagine, you know, you're talking to the priest, the priest, like, no, you you guys aren't married yet, blah, 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 right? And you're like, oh, well, whatever. Anyway, hey, hey, wife. Yeah, you want <laughs> calling your wife? And he's like, wait a second. You can't, you do that yet. Ah, you know, you've already kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, but he said, it's actually, uh, it, it's my intent. And my intent is not, was not to marry you tonight I, there's so. something there's something about that though because what if what if you know what wh- what happens if your pre like the priest that got you married gives you a call mr style and goes yeah listen i have to confess something to you <laughs> <laughs> you know this is, i i didn't have intent on the day before. yeah <laughs> you guys are now married it's like, <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah. But I, I, yeah, I, I, I I get the reasoning there though. It's yeah. I, I, I it, it depends on the context, but intent can matter more than like. What yeah. Right. Well, and I Open think that's defense. the point here is that that Nadia has recognized that whatever she said, her intent was to get away from her mother, and that's where the guilt stems from. The guilt doesn't stem from the words that she said. The guilt stems from the intent behind them. So that and that's. I mean, that is something that I, I, I've mentioned before. You know, we've talked about the leftovers. We've talked about law and loss. We've talked about it in Ozark. We've talked about it in everything we've covered. Like guilt is a very dominant emotion in my life. And it always has been. And so when, when I see portrayals of guilt on screen, I really latch onto them. And maybe that's why I love this episode so much, because we do get such a significant look at Nadia's guilt and how deep rooted it is and how from the outside looking in, it seems like she shouldn't even feel any guilt, but it doesn't matter what the actions were. It doesn't matter what it looks like from the outside. Internally, this guilt is eating her alive. Literally, she's she's dying because of this guilt over and over again. Yeah. That's my take on it anyway. No, that's fair. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking now. Okay. Do you want me okay. to give you a minute you to think? No, no, you Okay. Continue. All right. All right. So Ruth says to, uh, to Nadia, you wanted to survive. Do you still have that in you? I see you chasing down death at every turn. Where is that gorgeous piece of you trying to survive? And then she's going to make her some tea. And it doesn't 
blow up the house this time. Well, but, it, it's bait, Mister Sal. Not quite. This is yes. fair, though. This is a fair because, like, uh, she's turning on the gas, right? It's like, oh mm-hmm. no! And then we get a flash, a very quick flashback, and we come back, and even Adi is like, oh, <laughs> like, right, right, exactly. But, but this idea of Nadia chasing down death at every door is this just stems right. This goes right back to the guilt when you have that much guilt in your life when you feel like you did something unforgivable like that it makes you care less about your own well-being and so nadia we see that played out over and over again if she says it right in the very first episode that i i smoke like crazy i have uh, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she basically said, if I make it to my early 70s, I'll be amazed. Like, she's not doing anything to avoid death. She even talks about uh, with oatmeal, the cat. You know, we don't, we don't belong in cages. That's a prison to us, you know, even if it's safer. So for her, self-preservation is not part of the equation. For her, she, she does not have a high value of her own well-being because I think she lives with so much guilt and she does not see the value in her own life because of that guilt, because of that unforgivable thing that she did. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you said you needed to think, do you, did you think of something that you want to say or you want to move on? I'm, I, I'm wondering if the, the curse or whatever you want to call this, this, this looping mm-hmm. was broken right here in that they both died and that now they've just actually died oh yeah i suppose we don't know that do we but um we, uh, we, the last we saw of both of them was just them dying basically yeah basically i was just wondering like i wonder if the loop broke and that they just actually died now because now because if, if the end goal is just possibly just to die maybe they did just successfully die and that's the end of it well, i'm not sure what After happens in the last episode else? huh yeah, maybe maybe it's a back through to see how they got to where they were. Maybe I, I don't know, but I, I I don't think that's the case yeah. though. That's why I said I don't. I, I, gotcha. Okay. Interesting stuff. All right. So there's another flashback. 1991 in the home again. Ruth is pleading with Lenora through the bathroom door. Through the bathroom door, by the way. The bathroom door. Knocking oh. on that bathroom door. Yes. Uh, pleading with Lenora to stop. You are not her mother says Lenora and they argue and they argue and Nadia finally retreats into Emily of new moon into the book. That's that seems to have been her safe haven, the place where she ran when she had to get away from her mother. So back in Ruth, there's no gas explosion. And Nadia says, I know why I'm alive. Emily, she gets the book hugs Ruth goodbye, tells her she loves her. So it really seems like Nadia is getting her affairs in order here with Ruth. Okay. Yep. So there might be something to this. They're both actually dead now after all. Uh, but Because back at B's, Mike shows up with his son and Alan is 100% okay. And Mike tells Alan, B was really worried about you. And Alan says, B just doesn't have to worry about me anymore. But his nose starts bleeding, and he leaves because he knows what's happening. Wait, too. I think he puts back on his helmet. Yep. I think so. oh, yeah, yeah. Funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so exactly. like, oh my nose! I just gotta protect the noggin in case. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. So, what's happening with Nadia? Well, she 
goes to the restaurant where uh, Lucy, John's daughter, is going is meeting him for breakfast. She knows she's going to be there because they have breakfast there every Monday. Nadia shows up to give Lucy Emily of New Moon. She says it's not a present; it's something we share. Emily is the hero, but then she starts coughing up blood, like onto Lucy, who doesn't even move, doesn't even flinch. This is this was Nadia's fear of dying in front of Lucy. Yes, yes, Before. exactly. Was that also yep. Also, John yep. may have uh, disappeared. They did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we don't we don't know, but yeah, but is it? I think it's Lucy says she's still inside you. Yeah, she's still inside you. And Nadia pulls a piece of glass from her throat. Of course, the glass representative of all the broken mirrors that and picture frames and all of the reflective surfaces that Lenora broke throughout the house. And then there's no more Lucy. She becomes eight year old Nadia. And we get a quick flashback of Lenora smashing all the glass in the house, <clears throat> at least all the reflective surfaces. Reminiscent of uh, The Leftovers season three, I can't remember what episode number it is, but it's the most powerful man in the world and his identical twin brother. <clears throat> yes. A character goes through and smashes all the reflective surfaces. But so back in the restaurant, Nadia is convulsing on the floor, bleeding from the mouth. And young Nadia comes over, leans right over old Nadia and says, are you ready to let her die? And Nadia nods through the blood. And we hear young Nadia say the same line that Lenora said right at the beginning of the episode. This is the day we get free. Well, now I'm wondering, like, I wonder if it is Nadia dying and she's happy to die. So, huh. so I see three possibilities here. Yeah. Are you ready to let your mother die? Yes. Are you ready to let yourself not die, or are you ready to let me die? Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know which one it is, but I think Nadia and Alan are coming back next episode. In what way? We're still in the time loop, baby. Okay, still in the time loop. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get like the the plot structure of like the absolute nadir. They'll be like, oh no, that was everything. What more could we do, right? Like and like. And then either either we end at an adhere point for the that season, or or heroically we bring we we bring it back, right? We we do something. Interesting. So you think Nadia and Alan are coming back into the time loop next episode, right? Yeah. Do you still think that one or both of them ends up stuck in the time loop? Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta stick with that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, well, especially if there's a second season. The thing is, that you tell me that your your reaction to the second season was a uh, second season. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't know if that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with yeah. At least one stays in the time loop. Okay. And are you still thinking we're gonna see Ferran one more time? Oh, you bet it. Okay. And only one more time. Well, what counts as one more time? One one more time is like. A scene's worth, yeah. So when I say one more time, like for example, when when Alan goes to Beatrice's, that's one time yeah. seeing Beatrice. Yeah, even though totally, I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I totally yeah, agree. Yes. Then yes, one more time. Okay, one more time. Any other predictions that you're making before I tell you about what uh, the the myth of Ariadne? <laughs> See, the myth of Ariadne is going to change the things up for me. So 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 so, so yeah, I, I was speaking. The pin was um using Alan as a guinea pig of sorts. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> so let me I'm tell glad. you the story <laughs> of Ariadne. Okay. okay. So curious. in uh, I'm going to get the places wrong. Uh, whatever. I, I think I think Theseus was from. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure Theseus was from Athens, and they were. There was an agreement with Crete, I think. I think it's Athens and Crete. I might have the places wrong, but regardless. Okay, the king of Crete, we're going to say, uh, had an agreement with the king of Athens who uh, that, that instead of fighting them or killing them or going to war with them, as long as Athens gave them a certain number, I think it was five, uh, five males and five females, uh, youths, every year they would not attack them so <clears throat> this one year theseus was given as one of the youths uh, the sacrificial youths okay theseus was the son of the king of i think athens okay and what would be done with the youths is these youths would be sacrificed to the minotaur Are you feel familiar with the minotaur yes okay the minotaur is the half bull half man like the body of a man but the head of a bull yes anyway and the Minotaur was in the labyrinth. So it's a giant maze. Nope. So they put the youths into the maze. Uh, they eventually the Minotaur would find them, eat them. And that was enough to keep the Minotaur appeased. And those youths would never come out of the labyrinth. Okay. Okay. So upon his arrival in Crete, Theseus uh, was seen by the king's daughter, Ariadne. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. And Ariadne, what? Name, name, name of the story. Okay. That's that's the, well, that's the name of well, the, the story is more Theseus and the Theseus and the Minotaur, but the Ariadne has her own story too, which I'll get into okay. in a minute. So, um, Ariadne sees Theseus and immediately falls in love with him, okay. and gives him a sword and some yarn. Yeah, the, the sword uh, to take into oh, the, the labyrinth. Yeah, and, and, and the yarn to find his way through it. Exactly. Or to help me out. Yeah. Yeah. So the sword to defeat the Minotaur and the yarn to find his way back out of the labyrinth. Okay. Which he does. And he defeats the Minotaur. He gets back out via the yarn and he returns to his homeland, I believe, Athens. Uh, and he brings Ariadne with him because they're to be married. Okay. But they make a stop along the way and Theseus abandons Ariadne on the island. Ooh. Yeah. Why, why did just, he do that? He, he did not yeah. love her? He did not love her. Uh, oh, so, so, so he, he abandons her on the island. I like this story immensely. <laughs> suddenly, I like this story a lot. <laughs> uh, and then Ariadne goes on to have her own uh, adventures from there. Basically, uh, the god Dionysus, who's like the god of wine and debauchery, basically. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, as gods, Greek gods were wont to do, they would. Be, assume human form and kind of just play human for a while and Dionysus was doing that when he saw Ariadne and fell in love with her and they became uh, married or I don't know if they were married but they became a couple so anyway so there there you have it that's that's Ariadne uh, and yeah so you can see how that kind of plays into your theory a little bit uh, the backstab theory yeah yeah 
Yeah. I like I like the backstab theory. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if I want to commit to it. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not really gonna make a prediction on this, but I okay. I discussed the backstab theory. You you discussed You get credit the story. If, it, if it happens, yeah. you get credit. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I think I okay. Yeah, yeah we've we've discussed that. this before. If you say it on the podcast. <laughs> if you say it, you'll get credit. We'll see. We'll <laughs> yeah. see if there's like, but I don't know if this is like a red herring, which just to yeah. you know. Well, we'll have to see, but I'm I'm intrigued now. We'll see. I, listen, if it's a backstab, oh, I will I'll love that. I will love that if it's a backstab. <laughs> uh, we'll have ever, to see. I think everyone loves a good backstab when it's not them. Yeah, I I I I do like a good backstab. Everyone looks good. Everyone likes a good Benedict uh, or uh, Arnold. What's that? A good Arnold. yeah, Benedict Arnold. Yeah, everyone loves a good Benedict Arnold. Except everybody not, likes. Not, not really, actually. No, I think he's like yeah. <laughs> pretty sure he's like one of those like hated people like historically yeah, in the United States. For sure, like a poor sure. just because of like how he's remembered, which is uh, fair yeah. enough. But yeah, but you know, media wise, though, everyone looks good. Benedict Arnold, like for TV shows, look at backstab. Everybody likes a good Ben, Benedict Arnold. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah so. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But okay, I'm there yes. for the final episode. We'll see. Anything? Yeah. Is it like any longer or anything, or is it still also like half? Right? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I think it might be like a full 30 minutes. I don't think it's longer than that. Whoa. Like whereas these other episodes are like 26, 27 minutes. I think that one's a full 30. Okay, I'm excited. For, I'm excited for the finale. Yeah, good, good. Finale is, as as the as for the listeners, you know, I'm Sertel. Next, yes. I, I I spoke with you about it, but we have two finales in a row, and then two yes. recaps in a row. So, right. Yeah. It's going to be something. Very going to be something. Yes, which will lead us nicely into Dexter New Blood. Ooh, very exciting. That's also exciting. But before we get even into that, Mr. Sal, would you yes. look at that? Look would at you that. Look at that. I, I, I'm looking at the time. Oh, it's the time you were looking it, at. Okay. It, it, it appears as though it may be TV time. Yeah. okay tv time let's go oh yeah see i i really don't know what the people rated this if they gave it a five (laughs) or a four i really don't know i i really don't know um four so this is the first episode of russian dolls that the audience has given a five wow 59 percent said five gosh darn it (laughs) I was thinking about giving it a five, and then went four, and then it was a five. Okay. The people, everyone said Nadia. I think Nadia yeah, it's not ninety percent, ninety percent, and I did say Nadia as well. So that that was easy. But I, you know, I, I am interested here because you you did give this a nine, not a ten, even though you gave last week a ten. Uh, and I do love last week's episode. I I might like last week's episode more than this one, but I don't know. I really love this episode, but that might be because I'm a sucker for. A, a guilt theme so uh, i don't know after talking about it i yeah. might up the rating on this i'm not sure yeah, yeah. i'll have to see yeah. how I, I, I mean, it'll be it'll, the next episode will maybe get this up to a 10 if i feel that it oh but after talking about it and all the, the intricacies like talking about some of the possibilities it does make it feel yeah. better than when i first viewed it um we'll see mm-hmm. and I, I might give it a 10 depending on the next episode if i think it bounced off nicely off this one but if i watch the next one and go you know what though the last episode wasn't as much of a you know we made a big bouncy house but we didn't even need that bouncing it to have a good time 
then I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be displeased when I have to pay for the rent on the bouncy house. So there you go. But if I bounce my bouncy house and I have a great time, I will happily pay the, you know, oh. I'll be more happy when I pay for it. So there you go. Okay. Don't know, don't well, know why. Oh, it's not that you were in a bouncy house, Mr. Sal. What? When was the last time you were in a bouncy house? Oh, uh, whenever I did that Cars YouTube video. Uh, so, no, 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 no. One of my kids had to uh, go to a birthday party where there was a bouncy house and I was in there. So that would have been maybe four years ago, three years ago, maybe. Uh, we were close because mine would have been after like 2018. Oh, okay, yeah, it might have been that same year, honestly. Oh, we, might, we made the same day, Mr. Sal. We were both on the bouncy house. Oh, my house, God, that would houses. be amazing. You know, it's, okay, well, in any case, bouncy houses. What a, what an invention. I would have thought of there's it. Some, I think about there's it. something. There's anyway, something. There, there you go. So, yeah, I'm excited for the finale. Uh, Good. Me there, too. So. Me too. This has been, this is, series has been a pleasure to cover. It's been pretty you know low uh resistance low low maintenance with only half hour episodes and i think our podcasts have been shorter as a result as well so uh, i i'm i'm okay with that it's been fun yeah it's been fun so yeah so i hate i hate to see it end but there is still one more episode and a recap and then season two whenever that happens netflix did not announce anything at ta-dum but uh, about Russian Doll season two, but uh, it is in the works. So we could, we will have more of that someday. But in the meantime, listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you for your five star ratings and reviews. Thank you for recommending our our show to others, and thank you for emailing us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. And thank you for subscribing and following. And thank you for listening to the show next week when we cover the season finale of Russian Doll, Ariadne.